Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit Lions NFL insider, is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? Doing good, Jeremy. I think you 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 cut out for a second there. You doing good? Yeah, I'm I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, I know we talked last week. Uh, you know, outside of maybe the offensive play calling seemed out of whack in the first quarter. Uh, beyond that, uh, it was a near perfect game for the Lions. Yeah. No. Maybe maybe their best performance of the season really felt like they put everything together: offense, defense, maybe some some special teams issues here and there, but. Um, in general, it, it definitely felt like a get-right game, a, a, a confidence booster for at least the, the, the fandom. I don't think um, you know anyone necessarily in that locker room was surprised by what they did or, or anything like that. I don't think anyone was necessarily panicking over some some poor performances over the past month. But um, it certainly, I think, set a lot of Lions fans' mind at ease and, and proved to to a lot of people that this team can still bring it uh, along with you know maybe some of the best teams in the NFL with a performance like that. Yeah, it's, it's it, from week to week, uh, the NFL can change. Cowboys look like uh, they may never lose another game, <laughs> and then they don't even show up in Buffalo. Uh, San Francisco, at least early, struggled with Arizona before they uh, pulled away. And then you watch what the Lions did to a team that was also playing for postseason positioning uh, in the Broncos. Well, I'll tell you, the number one thing that surprised me was how aggressive they were on secondary blitzes. I did not see that coming Saturday night before the game. Yeah, and I think Dan even said after the game, Dan Campbell said after the game, that was kind of a new wrinkle that they hadn't done in a while. And I think part of it is, is getting Ifatu Melifanu in, in the lineup, You know, him starting at safety. He's a very athletic, very tall, very strong player um, that kind of brings a different set of skill sets skill set than uh than tracy walker does and and i think the lions were smart to put him in such an aggressive position i think he rushed the passer four or five times that game obviously had one of the one of the bigger defensive game play, plays of the game um with, with the strip sack there so um i think part of that was personnel i think part of that is is listen i i don't think a lot of people have been giving aaron glenn credit this season and i understand the defense has not been great the past couple months but um he is a guy who evolves who changes a lot who tries new things and uh I think, you know, with, with the personnel changes in the secondary, with some of the new wrinkles to, to their defense, I, I think we're starting to see some of the benefit of, of that adaptable mindset that he has. By the way, Lions uh, on Christmas Eve will take on Minnesota. That will be coming up this weekend. Hard to believe we're already here. Wow. Tell you what, between the Lions and Michigan football season this fall just completely flew by. Yeah. Uh, Vikings and the Packers, their opponents have been very kind uh, to the Lions and the Lions fan base uh, the last month. So the Vikings still have two left, I guess. In their mind, they're saying if we can win out two against the Lions, one against the Packers, they still could make the playoffs. So there is something the Vikings are playing for. But, gosh, if they can just bottle this, I know they're going back indoors, which is a good thing. It won't be outdoors. No game left. At Dallas isn't really outdoors either. That's stating for the most part is indoors, so these are good things with the Minnesota finish in Detroit on January 7th. Lions run the table. They could end up as a two-seed, Jeremy. Man. Yeah, I mean, if if things definitely, you know, the one seed is still technically uh, available. If you look at some of the the playoff odds, it's like 1% that they can get the the one seed. They'd they'd really require the 49ers to stumble down the stretch. I think the 49ers have... 
you know, the Ravens next week, so they could drop that game. They, they also have the, the Rams who are, you know, certainly trending up. So those are two games the 49ers could lose, but then it would also require the Lions to probably win out, which is, you know, it, it's more on the table than it, than it was a week ago, but still probably a little bit of a long shot. But yeah, I mean, the Lions are going to have everything in front of them. Um, they can clinch the division on, on Sunday with the win over the, the Vikings, and then it all does become about seedings that they're not going to fall below four. Um, they're not going to fall below three, really. And and then you can start talking about maybe the Lions climb to the two seed, maybe the Lions make a, a late dash to the, to the one seed. It, it's all on the table at, at this point. And if they play like they did against Denver, um, I think you can start to dream a little bit bigger than, than maybe we were a, a week or two ago. So, um, yeah, it's a really fascinating position for the Lions to be in. Um, everything seems like it's headed for at least a, a divisional title. You know, really the only way that they can't win the division is if they lose out and the Vikings win out. That's the only scenario in which they don't come out with a division title, and so um, that's a pretty good place to be in with three weeks left. Yeah, looking at Chase and the Eagles, who have four games remaining because they play tonight at yep. Seattle and Monday Night Football, they'd have to lose tonight because they finish with the Giants at home, Arizona at home, at the Giants. Now the key is how healthy – uh, is hurts. That's the biggest thing, I think, uh, when you look at that right now. And and the fact that Matt Patricia is now the <laughs> defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia right. Eagles, that alone could be a, a four-game losing streak to end the season. I mean, <laughs> you never know, right? I mean, <laughs> as much as everyone was freaking out about the, the Lions over the past month, the Eagles' defense has been somehow worse, and they have way better personnel than the Lions do. And so that's why they're, they're making some desperation moves. It seems like with their, with their coaching staff there. And uh, I certainly wouldn't have a lot of confidence if I was an Eagles fan. And, and the, the plan was to turn to Matt Patricia. I mean, he basically tanked the Patriots offense last year and we, we all know what he did here in Detroit. So um, yeah, that I, the, the, the Eagles are, are struggling right now. And you're, you're right. That is an incredibly easy schedule and, and things could fall in their favor to, to still win the two seed, win the NFC East, whatever. Um, but yeah, if, if they manage to falter, you know, the Lions are going to control their own destiny really against the, the Cowboys. So, yeah, I mean, you just, you never really know because, uh, you know, two weeks ago, everyone was talking about the Packers being the hot team and how they were going to run the table with their incredibly easy schedule. And then they lose to the Giants and then they lose uh, this weekend too. So um, you, you never really know, but uh but I, I still think the Lions would be a little fortunate to get anything higher than a two-seed this year. Matt Patricia must have two storage units full of inappropriate <laughs> photos for the way he keeps <laughs> bouncing back. Or, or he's just a great interview. Seriously. Must be a good dude to have a beer with. Or in an interview, he just knocks the GM, ownership, the head coach who's ever in that meeting over because he's been bad Every place he's been, his last two stops. And you, you know what? And, and in Philly, you give him the reins on the defense and let them be even worse than they were before and lose <laughs> out. Matt Patricia will be the most hated guy ever in Eagles history. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really understand how uh, a guy can continue to, to fall upwards as, as he is. Amazing. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, even right before he came to Detroit, right? Like the, the, Patriots defense was really, really bad that last year before he came to Detroit um, as we saw them kind of get blown out by ironically the, the Eagles in the, in the Super Bowl there. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's I, as someone who has met him and, and talked to him plenty of times, 
I don't think he's overly charismatic and he's he's just charismaing his way to to jobs. But I, I mean, I, he is a smart guy. I, I will give him that. But I, I'm still very much surprised by the tra- trajectory of his career ever since the Lions like let him go. You know, three years ago or four years ago. The other side, if he doesn't have two storage units full of photos. Uh, his family must have a ton of money and be investors in the Lions, Patriots, and Eagles. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about that. Oh, I mean. my God. I don't know what it is with him. I, <laughs> and he was so bad with the Patriots, who were even worse this year uh, without him offensively. I think I don't know statistically, just the visual. And we'll see. You know, Lions are there, man. That win was big. What happened? Minnesota losing an OT to Cincinnati Packers losing – uh, to the Bucks on Sunday, it's taken some of the pressure off the Lions. They still, you know, can't lose out, like you mentioned. Just go get that W Monday or Sunday and wrap it up, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the simplest way to do it, and and it really allows you some options down the stretch. I know we we talked to Dan Campbell a little bit today about you know if, if the seating is locked in, if if you've already won the division, is there any chance you rest your starters? And he basically said. The starters are going to get rest at the end of the season. Um, so that probably isn't going to happen, but you know, he, I'm sure he reserves the right to change his mind a little bit. And um, maybe you get a chance to, to play Hendon Hooker a little bit, or maybe you get a chance to play Teddy Bridgewater against his former team, you know, the Vikings in the season finale. But, um, and, and it just takes, you know, weight off your shoulders, right? You don't have to suddenly, it's, suddenly it's not a one game season for the division in, in week 18 against the Vikings. Suddenly you aren't, you know, crossing your fingers that the Vikings lose to the Packers or anything like that. You just, you take care of the division now and, and you don't have to worry about any of that stuff down the stretch. That's, that has to be a huge weight off of everybody's shoulders, including fans. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit Lions NFL insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the huge show across Michigan. Yeah, I don't think you take any time off. I think this team already had a stretch where it looked like uh, they did take time off. And you're getting your mojo back. Uh, you ride it out. I know some will say, well, you're one hit away. You're one hit away every play in the NFL. And playing hooker, I, I'm not, you know, if it's a half in that finale against Minnesota, uh, maybe, right? Hey, you know, CJ could be coming back. I mean, you're looking at, you know, Houston could possibly be there before the playoffs. What's the latest from Campbell? I know they mentioned what was it, moving Hooker to the 53-man roster, I think? Is that correct? And then some other moves with CJ? Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, it sounds like they're going to try to make some room for Hendon Hooker on the 53. They basically have to um, this week. on By Wednesday, they have to either make a choice, which is either put him back on the NFI list, which means he can't even practice with the team the rest of the season, put him on the 53-man roster, or cut him. They're obviously not going to cut him, but it sounds like, according to Dan today, that, that they're going to put him on the 53-man roster, which um, it was, was kind of a tough decision because they're, they're going to have a lot of guys returning from injury, and, and, and they're going to have to put all those guys, you know, maybe upwards of four or five guys. Bruce Irvin is a guy that they might have to eventually sign from the practice squad to the 53, um, and if they do that, you obviously have to cut four or five guys, and to do that kind of this late in the season is a little bit odd, so people were wondering whether it was worth it for a guy like Hendon Hooker who's probably not going to see the field at all, but sounds like they will do that um, at some point in, over the next 48 hours, and then yeah, um, CJ Gardner Johnson sounds like he's going to practice um, on the date that he circled uh, a few weeks ago, you know, December 20th, first practice of the week, Wednesday. He's going to return to practice. We still don't know whether he's going to be ready to play right away. I don't know if he'll play this week against the Vikings. Generally, the way that the Lions have kind of operated, they like to get these guys at least one week or two weeks of practice to, to kind of get their feet underneath them and, and get back in football shape. So I probably wouldn't expect. 
Gardner Johnson uh, this week, but at the same time, he's kind of a big playmaker that they might make an exception for. And then the other news was that uh, fullback Jason Cabinda is also going to return to practice. He's been on IR since week three. I don't know that they're going to ever activate him and put him back on the 53, but I think they're going to give him a shot. Yeah, Cabinda was the other name I saw, and I did see the Irvin thing. And also Hooker, I I know Bridgewater is going to retire. He made that announcement over the weekend after this year. Hooker is the backup and maybe even the future. You have that one more year with golf. But where I my thought process with Hooker was there's no film on him outside of before he got hurt against South Carolina with Tennessee. And that situational uh, series, red zone, wherever it was, throwing a deep ball, I don't know what. You could throw something at teams in the playoffs where they have zero film on them. That'd, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, that'd be putting a lot of trust in a guy that's only been practicing for a month or two, to, you know, on a very high stage, high stakes stage. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of like where your head's at a little bit. You know, it, I, I think that's when you kind of pull some of the tricks out of the bag, especially if you need it. I mean, if the Lions are playing as good as they were, they played on Saturday night, maybe you don't need to do that. Maybe you can just play your game and dominate teams and, and, and get yourself into a deep playoff run. But you know, maybe they have one or those one or two of those tricks in the bag, and and maybe it's Hendon Hooker. The problem is, do you even have Hendon Hooker active on game day, or would you rather have Teddy Bridgewater there just in case? Or can you can you find room for for both? Um, I, I I would think it's probably unlikely that they're going to ever put Hendon Hooker on the on the active game day roster. I think they're going to make him inactive pretty much every week and probably designate him as the emergency quarterback but you can only use your emergency quarterback if the top two guys get injured. And so you, you can't, you know, run a play out there with your emergency quarterback in any sort of situations, unless um, you designate him as, as a, as a game day roster guy. Well, and that's why though, I agree with you what you said earlier, uh, Jeremy, that why even then take up a, a roster spot where you might need depth on the D line or in the secondary or at linebacker, yeah. Uh, and why even why even put them there? Because if you're going to put them there, you must have some rhyme or reason. I guess you'd want him to have the practices and have basically about a month of practices, which gives him another borderline extended mini camp to be ready for the spring and training camp next year, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's it. Like right, they yeah. they just want to make sure that that he gets as much practice in this year as possible. It's also about evaluating too, right? Because but you said it, Teddy Bridgewater is retiring at the end of the season. They need to know whether Hendon Hooker is a guy they can trust to be a backup quarterback, or maybe they sign a veteran next year that, that you know, is basically the, the number two guy until Hendon's ready. So it, it's about getting an evaluation. It's about getting him as much reps as, as he can possibly can as, as a quarterback three on the roster. So um, that might not seem like it's worth it right now, especially when the focus is, Right now, you know the, the the playoff run that's that's ahead for this team. But um, you know, backup quarterback is also a pretty important position to think about long term, as we've seen this year all across the AFC. So uh, they're they're putting a little bit of an investment into into him this this you know for the fa- final month of the season or so. Jeremy Reisman, follow Lions NFL, pride of Detroit, Twitter, Facebook, online. Good stuff as always, Jeremy. Enjoy the week and happy holidays. Hey, happy holidays to you and everyone there.